It's time for Crack the Customer Code, the ultimate podcast to help you unlock the secrets to understanding and connecting with your customers. So, Jeannie, we've got a very special guest today. Did you know that? We do indeed, and I did know that for the record. Well, I would hope so because we already interviewed him. So let's talk a little bit about Ross Wainwright. So Ross is the CEO of Alita. And who is Alita, Jeannie? Alita is not only a leading uh, provider of customer insights, but they are also our seasonal sponsor this year. So they have stepped up and partnered with us at Crack the Customer Code. We're very excited because there is a lot of alignment of values and everything else. We're really excited about this partnership. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know what is interesting is we talk we've talked so much in this season and last season about you know the pandemic, the influence it's had on businesses, on customer experience. So I want you to imagine listeners, Jeannie, taking over a company one quarter before the pandemic starts. And that's what our guest today did. He took over Alita, uh, went through an entire brand change, which you're going to hear about, which was fascinating, and pretty much uh, had one quarter under his boots, <laughs> you know, before everything started. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. The the transformation story on its own would be kind of remarkable anyway, because they had a legacy. They were vision critical before they went through their branding change. And there's a great story behind why they did that. They, he really took over and and really trusted in the employees in really creative ways too. So we hear all about that story in this interview and it's really empowering, it's really inspiring and it's something that I think every single person can learn from. 100%. So I'm going to say that we get right into it, Jeannie, and let's hear a little bit about Ross. I'd love to tell you. Ross Wainwright is a seasoned software executive with a proven 30-year record of fast-tracking ideas that will disrupt existing markets. As Alita's leader, Wainwright firmly believes in a world where the best business decisions are those made with customers, not for them. He has aligned his global team to help companies uncover and action their customers' truths to improve experiences and create meaningful relationships. Wainwright has been featured in the Globe and Mail, Forbes, BNN Bloomberg, and named number 21 on the list of top 50 software-as-a-service CEOs of 2020 by the Software Report. Ross, we are thrilled to have you here on Crack the Customer Code. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for being our sponsor for the season. No, listen, my my pleasure. Great to meet you and, and Adam. Uh, Jeannie, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you, so happy to be partnering with you. And I want to dig right into the story. I want to hear about what was behind this transformation um, you know, to the name Alita, to the, the rebranding and the, the, the different focus, right? The change in product and service focus, and I think a cultural focus, as I understand it. So we'd just love to hear about what was behind that change and sort of how you approached it. Sure. Well, listen, maybe to take a, a step or two back, um, uh, our former name, Vision Critical, now Alita, we're a 20-year-old company. Uh, we're a, a Canadian-based firm, but we're very much a global uh, company with businesses in roughly 34 countries around the world. Um, so big global footprint. And we grew up uh, as a customer feedback management platform in what we call uh, in, the, in an insight community. So we would build communities that would provide a voice of the customer to help shape a business outcome for our clients. Um, I joined the company in December of 2019, so I'm coming on now 
what, roughly, uh, r- roughly five quarters. And when I joined the company, I looked at some of the, uh, some of the, the, you know, the really attractive aspects of this business. 750 instances, 550 enterprise clients, uh, 94% customer SAT scores. So great clients across five verticals, including tech and uh, healthcare, uh, media, um, both uh, CPG and retail, and financial services, of course. Some of the best brands on the planet. And, uh, and we play in the what we call customer experience management. It's about a $25 billion market space. So big TAM, big total addressable market. We've got a pure, uh, what we call native cloud, multi-tenant solution. So it's a very modern architecture. It's very agile. And listen, I, I love playing the role of the disruptor. And we're disrupting uh, a market that's been around for about a decade. Um, it's, it's growing in the middle of the pandemic at roughly 20 to 25% CAGR. Uh, big market opportunity, and we're coming at it from great customer relationships, great customers, but 164 million people use our platform every year. So we've got really great scale. And, um, and we want to be a different type of company in the space. So that, that's what kind of inspired me back in uh, December coming on board in 2019 and, and continues to be you know, part of our drumbeat as a business today. Well, I, I love that vision. I think that when we talk about these things, sometimes we talk to different leaders who say things like, yeah, we, we're going to shift our culture. We're going to become different. We're going to stay focused on the customer in different ways. But then when you really scratch the surface, that sometimes leads to a lot of talk and not a lot of action to change that culture. So I'm curious, what were the specific steps that you had to take? What were some of the efforts that you had to put in? Because you had this incredible base of really happy customers, this incredible scale, like you mentioned, but you're asking the people and the culture to shift a little. So can you share a little bit about what that process was like? Well, listen, I, I it's a great question, Jeannie. And I, I believe that culture, you know, culture matters. What do they say? Culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's right. Something, something like that. And it's true. Um, I also believe uh, in a similar vein that, that you know, the 400 uh, leaders, uh, L-I-D-E-R-S leaders, um, uh, our 400 leaders work. I work for them. They don't work for me. So I really believe in servant-based leadership. You know, my, my job is to inspire them, challenge them, and get out of their way and, and help to shape their career because really satisfied employees, really inspired employees do amazing things with their customers at the end of the day. So I, we're really fortunate and I'm really grateful that we have 400 super passionate, you know, disruptive uh and uh, ambitious people that want to do amazing things for their clients. The first thing we did to shape the culture, though, to your question, is we decided to change the name. And it's not for the weak of heart. You know, there's a reason most companies don't rebrand their business. And maybe if I had known it all over, if I knew what it was going to take, maybe, you know, I I think I'd still do it, guys. Um, I don't think I would have hesitated um, I'm so proud of our brand of Alita. Alita is a Latin name. It's a heroine. Um, and uh, it means truth or verity. And uh, our tagline is truth in action, right? There's too many companies that, that are all about retiring their quota, right? Or delivering to their shareholder. At Alita, we put the customer at the center of everything that we do. We are the empathetic 
software provider. We're a value-based software provider, and we're going to disrupt the market by providing a better TCO, quicker time to value, leveraging our modern architecture. We're going to provide um, a, um, a, a business outcome that really puts the customer's outcome at the center of what we do. And uh, we think that the market is, is ripe for that. We think that people are tired. We think that there's a, there's a lot of vendor fatigue in our industry where, you know, they're getting uh, audits and, you know, they're consuming surveys or working on net promoter score. And, and there's an exhaustion, right? Because mm-hmm. the value isn't there versus the cost of the product. And we want to disrupt on the technology front, on the customer engagement front, and on the price, on the time to value and the pricing front. And we'll do it on top of a truly modern native cloud architecture. So when you talk about, let's talk about that disruption. Let's dig into what that means for a company that you know, wants to work with Alita. Like, where are you adding unique value as far as the product offering? Like, what's, what is the disruption? So those, sure. we'll put it in concrete terms for people. So we grew up uh, as a company that operated in market research. So we would facilitate and aggregate data uh, around market sentiment that would help our customers shape a business outcome. Um, Today, customer experience management, customer feedback management is a big priority for C-level executives, especially in the pandemic. it's, It's gone from kind of top 10 to top one or two. That if you don't understand, and you guys get this, if you don't understand what your customers are looking for, um, you can't afford to miss the mark. You got to get it right. And uh, so our disruptive nature is, first of all, we call it the power of N. So we'll leverage the power of our uh, legacy as a, as a community, an insight community where we're, we're, we're looking at customer feedback management. But we also play in uh, the broader feedback. So you've got deep insight in these communities, these advocates that are helping to shape an outcome. But we also play in uh, very much in, in the customer experience space with, with broad feedback. You know, we have one of the most powerful survey platforms, 34 countries, uh, pardon me, 34 languages around the world. And um, we believe when you bring the two together, it's a really powerful differentiator. So, Ross, what you're really doing is changing how you approach what you do with what you're hearing, right? Well, listen, we... We think it's all about the action we help our customers execute upon. Um, We call that truth in action. And there's lots of companies in our space that, you know, that will report the news. What we want to do is put it into action at the end of the day. And, um, you know, a great example of it, um, there's a concept called net promoter score, which is a static score. Uh, If you have a bad experience, you know, maybe you respond to a survey and say, listen, I wasn't happy. And I'm going to give you a four out of 10 um, without understanding the truth behind that score so that you can action something uh, to improve that customer experience or to retain that customer. You're actually missing the mark. And we believe this is where our differentiation really lies. Our, the technology, our modern architecture enables us to do uh, exactly that. We can put the truth into action. We can do closed loop, whether it be through surveys or net promoter score, whether it be through our insight communities, we think we've got a competitive advantage around the how and the why at the end of the day. Well, and I, I really appreciate that because one of the things that I've said a few times on this podcast, I think too, is <laughs> uh, customer experience is about the hard truths. It's about 
listening to the things that sometimes are hard to hear. And then also listening with an eye towards or with an ear, I should say, towards the nuance, towards understanding what is somebody really trying to tell us here. And so I really appreciate that the tagline is, you know, truth in action, because I think we need as customer experience leaders to really guide that more. So for the leaders that are listening right now who are maybe gathering this feedback in the right way, they're they're trying their best to turn these truths into action. What kind of wisdom do you have or what are some of the best practices that you've seen around that specifically turning those things into actionable items? It's it's about having the real truth. To your point, Jeannie, you nailed it, right? You need to understand the reality of what your customers are working with. And um, but to capture that, to capture the the power of that, the technology has to work. And we think there's a lot of complexity in SaaS software. Um, we think there's a lot of implementation dollars that need to layer on uh, through our competitors. You know, it, everybody's under tight budgets right now. Everybody's looking to, yes, aggregate the data, but they want to get the quickest time to value at the lowest possible price point to go and put that to work. And, um, and to do that, you need to have a modern architecture. There's a lot of companies that have been in this industry a long time that um, are using uh, what I call C- customer experience 1.0 platforms, and they're just not agile at the end of the day. There's a reason why there are companies that do net promoter score. They get the score, but there's no closed loop to go answering the why and, and providing maybe a, a coupon or some sort of credit back to that customer to say, listen, we missed. Thank you for sharing the feedback. We'd like you to try again, and we'd like to come back and, and, and give you some incentives to, to give us another shot. Without that, there is no business value. There is no return on investment. It's just a static score. And we think we approach that in a very different way because of the differentiation in our architecture. Well, I think that's a super important point because you know when we look at sort of NPS failure, so to speak, like there, there's sort of two. There's a cultural failure of just being focused on the numbers, right? Just yeah. you, you forget that it's a NPS system. The second part is what is the reason for your score, right? Which is what you're talking about, that being able to close the loop on the feedback. And the second part is, you know, is does your tech allow you to do that? If you have the culture in place to want to do that, do you have the tech that actually allows you to do that at scale and quickly and rapidly and effectively, right? No, it's a terrific point, Adam. And and we believe that in order for, in order to have the lowest TCO, in order to have a value-based approach, it needs to be cloud native, right? It needs to be a true native cloud solution. I'll give you an example. So when we download, our operating systems on our iPhones at night, right? Because Apple's told us that if you want the new stuff, you got to download it. That when you wake up the next morning, you don't have to worry about your calendar or your contact database or whether I've got to download my Spotify music or my apps. They're all there. That's the power of of a native cloud. When we upgrade our 40 enhancements a year, launch three brand new products, they're all based on a native cloud architecture. So as a result, we can actually get systems up and running in 10 days. You know, we, we had a client, uh, Big Fish, which is in the gaming industry, and I'm really proud of them. They, they launched the product um, within 10 days. They actually had launched their first survey. They were gar- garnering feedback. It was shaping the message back to their next gaming strategy and, and delivering value in, in 10 days at the end of the day. Wow. And that's, we think that's what the industry is looking for not six months and a half a million dollars worth of consulting. They're, they're, looking for, they're looking for simplicity. And I think that, you know, that, uh, that true native cloud architecture, I think is an important 
a differentiation. The other differentiation, though, is value-based pricing. So when you consume more surveys, that should be a good thing, not for an opportunity where the vendor is going to slap another invoice because you're consuming more of their software. We need to provide predictable pricing, right? So, so you actually know what you're going in. And if you're going to consume more, that's a great thing. We shouldn't put those limits. So this concept of you know, counting users or counting surveys or counting theaters, right? Just for an opportunity to drive more software. You know, we think that's a legacy approach that's just, it's just not in the customer's best interest. I, I love hearing this because I have seen where just, you know, if we name the survey a certain thing, we'll take a debate that goes way beyond 10 days. <laughs> and that's just about what we're calling the darn survey. So, you know, I think that getting things out rapidly so that you can get that feedback rapidly, that's something we, we don't talk about enough. We don't talk about how the speed of that cycle is actually an enhancement to the customer experience because then you can use those insights, you can make those improvements, you can go back and get that that feedback again and turn it right back into insights and action. So I, I think that's really cool that you can speed up that cycle the way that you talked about there. Well, I think it's it's a it's a terrific reference, Jeannie. I think I think there's three legs of the stool. First of all, time to value is super important. The software's got to work, right? You need that mm -hmm. closed loop. Second of all, you shouldn't it shouldn't be punitive. You shouldn't be penalized because you're consuming more surveys, which is aggregating more powerful data to shape an outcome. That shouldn't generate a bigger cost, right? And then finally, you know, we've got to have a a, a platform where you're working with a company that, that is driving innovation. We're here to serve the customer. We're here to drive their outcome. They're not here to serve and retire my quota. We're here to make a difference, to go and leverage our technology, you know, to, to accelerate that outcome. And uh, we're really proud of, uh, at Alita, this concept of, of, of software empathy. Uh, and, uh, and, and we're betting on it. It's fun being the disruptor. It's, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's do this. Uh, uh, before before our little fun, fi true final question, one one substantive final question, which is, you know, you have been doing a lot of this. You said, how many quarters did you say you've been uh, at the head of the table? So this is uh, five quarters. We we had roughly forty five percent growth uh, during the the All pandemic. Right. So we had a we had a terrific year. We've been recognized by uh, by Gardner in what they call the Magic Quadrant. So we're one of the top eight vendors globally in the space. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're really proud of how the market has responded, how our customers have responded. And, you know, we just, we just got to keep doing the right things every day and good things will happen. You know, you're talking to a customer experience geek when we know the quadrant you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But so, okay, well, and that was my point. So is, you know, five, four or five quarters have been during a global pandemic, unprecedented times, blah, 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 all that stuff. So just tell us, you know, maybe a little more personally, what has it been like to lead this change to take over and have to be driving this change during, you know, this insane time? Well, listen, and, and maybe I can just share a challenge if I may, right? Like we, we've been talking about all the wonderful things. Listen, it's been hard guys at the end of the day, because I've got to get 400 people that have kids that are getting homeschooled and parents that they're trying to insulate, right? In their own bubble, you know, depending on where you are in North America, there's different, you know, impacts and, and regulations relative to the, the implications of, of COVID. But I haven't seen my employees in, in almost a year. I haven't been on a customer call, 
my last customer call was was either in Seattle visiting Big Fish, or I think it was in Paris visiting uh, Solomon, the ski binding company. Um, oh, wow. So at the end of the day, I've got to get these folks on the journey with me. I've got to inspire them. They, I can't, you know, our average age is about 33 years. So we've got elderly millennials and Gen Zs and Gen Ys, and we've got some really, really passionate people that, that want to leave their mark. And uh, so I, I think the hard part has been to get them on the journey, right? To get them to believe in themselves at the end of the day. The customer piece, the analyst piece, that's been the easy part. It's just getting the employees to understand that we are, we're really a very special company. And I'm, I'm really grateful that, that our employees have, have made that commitment. Um, you know, my leadership team has inspired them. And, you know, and now we just need to go serve the client, just to go execute all, if we do the right things, good things will happen. Love that. Love that. And, uh, and now here we are, we're, we're at this final stage here of our interview where we're asking everybody about something that I think, uh, Ross, I want to take a few notes about what you've already said, and we could probably apply it to this next question. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we are, we've been asking our guests, if you had to put a phrase, a customer experience phrase on a bumper sticker, yeah. what would that be? So I'm trying to use my words carefully because I can't, uh, I've, uh, it's all about succinctly tying it all together. But I think what I would say is that customers, dot, 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 you matter with a big exclamation mark, Alita, oh, like truth, it. and action. Love and it. I put Alita, truth, and action, because I think that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Love it. I, I think, you, you know, just before that, you had said, do the right things and good things will follow. I think that's a great one too. We have, we could have a whole bumper sticker series. There you go. I love it. It's a great idea. I love the idea, guys. I'd love to see the collage of bumper yeah. stickers that you guys pull together. That'd be fun. Yeah, but you get points. You're the first person to give us the punctuation. Yes, there that's, that's true. That's true. There you go. Well, awesome. Well, you're our sponsor. So we're already talking a lot about you and we do appreciate this partnership this season. However, we're going to give you the same opportunity we give everyone at the end of the interview. Uh, also, because even though we want them to con uh, connect with Alita, uh, you may want to be able to connect with pe uh, people to connect with you personally. Excuse me. So uh, please give us any way that they can connect with you. And of course, we'll be putting all the Alita information in as well. So my email address is ross.wainwright at alita.com. And I should know my Twitter handle, um, uh, but probably... Uh, we can add it to the show notes. Yeah, we'll go. make we'll sure add, it's in the show notes. We'll add it to the show notes or, you know, send me a note, just send me a note on LinkedIn at the end of the day, because I'd love to hear from you. I love to engage and collaborate with other professionals in the space. You know, we're, we've got a great thing here, but we don't, we don't have it all figured out. You know, we've got some terrific partners, some great service providers that we rely on every day. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I, I have the best job on the planet, guys. I love what I do. Um, I wish I had done this 10 years ago. And uh, but I, I'm just I'm super fortunate, guys, and uh, and certainly grateful for the opportunity to speak with you today. Well, we are so grateful that you are here and, you know, we are careful about our partnerships and this felt like a great alignment for us. So thank you for that and to Alita as well, because we are speaking the same language, which is great. So. Yeah, I, culturally, I feel we feel super, super aligned, don't we? I feel the same way, guys. Well, I think we had so much to learn from him. It's really great to hear about a leader who is willing to share those ups and downs, who's willing to share 
about the challenges that happen, not just the high points, but you know, stepping in in the middle of a pandemic like that and really seeing the growth that they've had. I think that's so inspiring for every leader to look to when they have their own challenges. Oh, 100%. And I think that you know, when you talk about having to pivot, right, and having to pivot in real time, which we've all had to do and leaders at scale have had to do, you really see how like taking on a major transformation that really had nothing to do, you know, sort of a lot of people had to transform because of what was happening. They mm -hmm. were doing another transformation and having to do it in the midst of what was happening. Mm -hmm. But it's so future focused. I mean, that's what exactly. I really took from it was that he really looked to where do we want to be and how can we get there in the in the best way, not just with our people, but with our platform, with our technology. How do we keep up with expectations before we fall behind? I think that's the thing that I really took away from this. 100%. And I would recommend everybody go check out our sponsor, Alita. Now that you've heard from Ross, uh, they have a little page set up where you can get a free report. So that is alita.com, A-L-I-D-A.com slash C-T-C-C. That's Crack the Customer Code, C-T-C-C. So make sure to check that out and get your free report. Uh, Jeannie, what else do we love besides our seasonal sponsor, Alita? Well, obviously... We love our listeners. <laughs> and in this case, because we're on video, our viewers. We love our viewers too. So thank you so much for joining us here on Crack the Customer Code. We are privileged to have Alita as our sponsor this year, and we are all, always privileged to have you here with us. I'm Jeannie Walters. You can find me at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Bork, and you can find me at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.